Yo, what's up, guys? So, episode two of the GOBC, we got all the guys on board, everybody in place. We got that young fella, Nino Horte. Fuck your life. Bing bong. Ah. <laughs> we got Troll. We got Troll the Monster. I don't know who that is. That's that good old fella, Stefan. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> then we got Davido, the mad genius. What's good? What's good? What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on? So I know we wanted to come in, man, and you know we had the first episode, Davido and Dave, Davido and, and you know Horte did an amazing job bringing us out. But now we gotta talk a little bit more about things. Let's talk about the long term goals for this pod, and then individually, let the people know who you guys are. We are gonna talk about long term personal goals. Davido, bring us into this thing, man. My long term goals for myself or the pod first. Which one you want me to do? Go crazy. Talk to us. Okay. So for myself, uh, family. Family is definitely my long-term goals. Uh, I don't have any uh, career goals uh, that are important that trump family. Everything uh, relates to family and like uh, providing a better life for my family and a better foundation for my family than I had uh for myself growing up. Uh so with that so with that being said, you know what I'm saying? Uh I hate school, but one of one of the things that is very important to me is actually getting my uh degree. You know what I'm saying? So going back to school to make sure I get that shit. Uh to a white man's institution. Yeah, yeah, I, I, cause I, I believe that is very, very important. Uh, not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily. Uh, it's important to other people. I don't think it, it is that important to you as a person, as an individual. But I think that uh, the discipline that it takes to get, uh, I, I just want that to be a standard that my kids know. Like, okay, your mother went to school. Your father went to school. You're going to school. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just uh, building certain traditions and all of that stuff. So for me, it's it's a family. So then everything that I do has to line up so I can provide the best uh, position for my family that I see fit. So uh, ultimately, I want to buy a home, and I'm planning on buying a home in the next I want to say five years and I don't care where it is as long as it's a good value. And so Texas. Okay. Hold on. You just disappeared for a second. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't care where, where my home <laughs> is as long as it's a good value. So as of right now, if I had everything that I needed to to buy my home, it will be in Texas. So my goal is to buy a home and raise a family in Katy, Texas. So that's cool. my long term goal. Uh, my current career field is working with uh, at risk youth. Uh, so I work at a psychiatric hospital currently. Um, I don't <laughs> like working for other people. Uh, so I am hopeful to open up my own community center, uh, in, 
in Texas once I get there. Uh, so going back to school, getting my uh, degree in human services, taking business classes on the side, and just under just I'm right now, especially next year. I've already started, but I'm focusing on like getting the foundations of some shit that I feel like we are missing. So uh, financial literacy, understanding stocks better. I don't know nothing about my 401k and health and all of that. Like I don't pay no, I've never paid no attention to that. I never went to the doctor like I was supposed to. So it's just about getting that foundation for my family. That is my long-term goal. And that any every day that I get up, I I while I don't have kids now, I'm thinking about that every day. Like, okay, it's time. Plus, I got a wife that is about to hit thirty, and she is applying pressure. So, biological, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 about to go down. Yeah. For the pod, I think that this. Uh, my long-term goal for it is I think that this is a, a strong opportunity for us to build a community uh, where guys can come on here and have conversations uh, and that are documented. I think it could be extremely therapeutic for us as black men to to have that uh, camaraderie and have that conversation Um uh, have these conversations that we we have privately uh and just document that and open that up to a forum of other people uh and allow other people to come on and discuss certain things and and touch you know certain topics and just like get a conversation rolling and at the same time uh educate others uh educate ourselves uh, having guests uh, to to come on and talk about financial literacy. I'm trying to buy a house. Uh, uh, school to you a lot closer to me in that process. So just breaking down that process because it's it's a lot of people that are especially with our age group. You know, you and Steph is a certain age. Me and B is a certain age, and it's like it's a lot of people that don't really have the 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 knowledge, and so. Uh, providing that platform, you know, and just documenting our experiences in our 30s, you know, as black men, uh, just moving forward. That That's my goal. Cool. Cool. Good shit, bro. Good shit. So, I mean, yeah, that, damn, Dave, that was good, man. You, you know, you're selling out, going to a PWI. We appreciate that. I don't that. like it. Yeah. You know, man, first time off, to shoot the club up. First <laughs> off, first off, I am going to a school, a community college in Florida because okay. once you get an associate's from there, you get guaranteed acceptance into any of the Florida State uh, universities. So FAMU is a school that I would be eligible for and automatically guaranteed entry. So, exactly. I see what you did. I see what you I'm did. just using like the system. I'm just using the system. Nice, nice, good shit, bro. Good shit, Stefan. Bring us into it, man. We we see what Dave want to do. You know, he laid out his path. Talk to us about you. Uh, you know that path is right along the lines of the same thing. I'm not married or anything, but I do have a child. Um, I think you know the difference is with me. I'm just looking to create generational wealth. Um, 
just just growing up and understanding what my family has done or who my family is. No one has really like left things for the next generation. No one has passed away and had things that were uh, readily available. So my goal is to make sure that like not only I have myself and my son together, but have my son's son together and, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, I think generational wealth is something that we we really need in the black community. And it's a uh, it's something that that will help us to to better ourselves in the end. You know, um, just getting out of the slump of what uh, the stereotypes of black people are uh, just to create generational wealth. And it doesn't have to be nothing crazy, nothing over the top. But if I can if I can own a building and leave it to my son and he doesn't have to worry right. about that i can own a business and leave it to my son and he doesn't have to worry about that you know it's he, we can do all the schooling in the world we can uh take all the classes in the world but if we're not applying those things to our lives then it's uh meaningless so you know my goal is to to not only just to apply it to my life but to teach my son those things as well um so not just give him nothing but teach him the value of ownership and uh and putting your best foot forward um other long-term goals i, I guess were shorter term goals because that's generational shorter term goals are things that i uh want to do coming up is uh i'm really interested in the whole digital world uh such as metaverse and nfts and cryptocurrency and all of that so um as i learn i really want to teach other people how to how uh all about this as well because right now what we're seeing is the biggest wealth transfer that's had that's ever occurred in the history of mankind so right now we're literally in, at a standpoint of where the poorest people can become the richest people and all we have to do is just learn the knowledge all we have to do is just learn the lingo uh i think it's i would say it's learning the lingo more so because the reason that we don't enter these spaces like Dave was talking about, learning about stocks, the reason I didn't answer it at a young age, I took classes on it, but it's its own language. Just like me being, you know, I, I my nine to five job as an accountant. And the first couple of years, I didn't go to school for an accountant. So the first couple of years, I didn't know the language of accounting. So I couldn't progress in accounting because I didn't know the language. I could right. do the work, but I didn't know the language. I couldn't speak it. So having to do any kind of job interviews or anything like that, it was a language barrier for me because I didn't know what a PL or the name of a PL, but I would do them on a daily basis. I didn't know the name of a balance sheet, but I would do them on a daily basis. Uh, so teaching that language is like a very big deal for me. As I learn things, I want to teach everybody I can, and I want to do that for free. I don't I feel like there's a pigeonhole on on these kind of things on knowledge in general, whereas like people make it and they and they say that they came from the bottom and now they want to charge five hundred ninety nine dollars for people that's at the bottom. Like that makes no sense to me. You trying to get somebody to take half their rent money to learn something that you said you wanted to teach people. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's my my shorter term goals on top of that uh, as far as the pod is concerned um i'm just here to talk shit man i i want to i want to 
be one of those people that that uh, I, I feel like I have a different opinion from a lot of people and a lot of subjects. And I would like to at least be heard, you know, at least be heard, at least talk about these things, at least start a conversation and, you know, see where that see where that goes. Um, I think right. it's I think it's something huge just to have these dialogues in general. Uh, right before we started this pod, we were talking about like how everybody needs therapy, you know, and I, I think, you know, Dave hit on something specific that this right here is therapeutic. Us being able to talk, us being able to have a voice because men don't have a voice. We have to put our heads down and get to the fucking bag and that's it. Like, who the fuck cares what we have to say? So, especially black men. So, um, I think just the fact of us being able to talk uh, is very, very instrumental in cultivating the next generation, cultivating the people that will come after us. So, um, for the pod, I think I think opening that dialogue is my goal. Dope, dope, good shit, bro. I mean, I think you hit on a lot of topics. This is perfect, especially that conversation with Dave. You're right, Dave. You talked about this being therapeutic for us and needing to needing to be able to get it out, right? And you say sometimes, especially in our communities, don't nobody give a fuck about how we feel. You know what I'm saying? Fuck your feelings. That's 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 the feel you get as a black man. Fuck your feelings. Carry the weight of the world. And shut the fuck up, because I don't care about how you feel. And, and that's real. You know what I mean? That's that's what this is for, so we can talk about this shit. You know what I mean? Nino Horte, they they got a lot of real pretty special shit. Can you bring it to me? Tell the world, man. Man, you know what time it is, man. You know who it is. Um, man, long-term goals. You know, it's financial freedom is the main goal. But I, I'm going to have more fun with it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I respect everybody doing it for the family you know what i'm saying i want i want to be get to the point where i'm only punching my clock every day i want to move i'm moving trying to move my my hardest into real estate you know because it's like one of the biggest things out there not printing more land every day you know we can come up with a thousand different currencies but they never gonna be able to print more land it's what we got here you feel me and uh you know I, that, that's what i'm about you know i want to i want to move away from chicago somewhere where the weather's warmer you know <laughs> women are better. Come on, no nah, man. It ain't tropical enough, man. I need to go somewhere bitches don't speak English. I'm gonna be real with you, man. Don't disrespect our queens. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't disrespect our queens like that. Disrespecting y'all queens, what you talking about? Hey, y'all not from the country y'all might be moving to? What you talking about? Listen, man. People of color are all queens. Hey, Back. fuck your life. I'm a king. <laughs> Bing bong. Bing bong. But no, seriously though. Yeah. So my little is ultimately you know, I, I want to get a business that I got in my mind to get off the ground. I want to move into real estate. So I got a nice head start for my son and my future kids. Um, any of them other kids they putting on me right now, not mine. Um, <laughs> I, I want to, you know, so they got a head start so they can enjoy this, man. Because, you know, you, you look at the day split into a pie. It's three, you know what I'm saying, three pieces of the day. We sleep for one piece of the pie. We at work for the other piece of the pie. And that we, we live one third of our life. That's all we get to enjoy. I want to be able to kill that. I want to be able to enjoy all of it. You feel me? Be able to give my son opportunity to enjoy all of it. Um, and just, man, be to be able to live free, you feel me, without the stresses of, do I got to go punch the clock at 9 and 5 every day? As far as my goals for this pod, you know, I think the podcast space 
need us in it. I feel like the podcast space don't have a lot of the real Chicago in it. You know what I'm saying? The real Midwest in it. The, the honesty, the honest uh, opinion of the mid high value man in it. The, the popular podcast, <laughs> the popular podcast is a lot of uh, upper East Coast bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them, fuck their life. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put on your life. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to put on for us. And I want it to be therapeutic, but I also want it to be a space where, you know, we can unapologetically, like, really get off what we're saying, even if it's controversial at times. You know, we're going to have, some, we gonna have some, some topics over the, over the course of this season and next season and future seasons that's going to be a little divisive. But I, wanna, I want the world to be able to hear our opinion on it because, you know, some things that we don't get to say out loud, you know, and we don't have the country club. COVID really took our country club because we can't sit in a barbershop like we used to. So I want to bring the barbershop to everybody's living room. I want to bring the barbershop to everybody's palm of their hand. And they can sit on here and say, oh, yeah, they, they talking that shit, you know. You know, one of them tap dancing, one of them a cookie cutter, but, you know, two of us can bring the live shit. So that's my goal, man. The I'm tap dancer. The tap dancer. I'm definitely tap dancing. Oh, yeah. I tap dancing. The, the other way. The other way. The other way. Him right, him right there. Tap dancing, that's nigga. <laughs> Django, <laughs> baby. Django. Nah, that's good so, shit, bro. Uh, that, what about financial you? freedom, man. It's just funny because that's that's the ultimate goal. Now, I mean, that's the goal for both of those guys as well. I mean, you've talked about it for years. Like, you want to pop off on the island, start a banana farm, have somebody who you don't understand when she cursing you out. But she oh, man. It's a dream, baby. Oh, you know? so, yeah, that's good shit, bro. I think uh, for me, ultimately, long-term goals, man, when I was a shorty, you know what I mean? And you talked about being from the crib. You know what I'm saying? The crib being Chicago. You know, we call it the crib. Being from the crib, I remember as a shorty, man, I used to always want, I had this need. You know what I'm saying? Just the city of fatherless children. So my father wasn't in my life like many of ours wasn't. Shit, none of ours, really. To be honest, you know what I mean? I, my father wasn't in my life. So I remember struggling as a shorty and being like, and seeing this vision of this dude who would come and make life better. Right? And it's fucked up that when you're a kid, you know, you, you dream about having what what most people have already, you know what I mean? That's a father. So I think long-term goal for me, I want to be able to change the lives of those young black boys who's struggling, you know what I'm saying? Who's struggling in not having a role model, not having the finances to even meet bare minimum, you know what I mean? I think that kind of stuff is important. And I think I build that out by making sure generational wealth is something I'm aspiring for. Financial freedom is important. Utilizing NFTs, real estate. You know, Dave talked about school. I've been thinking about, you know, my my master's and, and making sure to go into a doctoral program. Just elevation, man. And I, and I think that's overall what we are talking about. Personal goal is is growth. You know what I mean? And that's what our that's what our pod is about. That's what our space is about. It's about growth and development. You know what I mean? And then for the pod specifically for me so you know in my life i just want to grow i want to grow and be able to make sure that i'm uplifting the next person you know i want to lift as i climb in short you know that's my goal i want to lift as i climb and i'm trying to climb high it is really no no limit to the shit i'm trying to do i tell people all the time shoot for the shoot for the sun so when you when you fuck up you land on the moon bro because the sky is just it's too close it's attainable it's too easily attained i want to shoot for some shit that when i fall i'm still beyond most people's dreams so the ceiling is the push, Facts. I'm trying to push. I'm trying to push. You know, favor 
Favor. Favor. How's it go? Fortune favors the bold. You know, so shit. I'm trying to be bold, bro, and push. For the pod, I think you I think all of y'all combination of what you said. Ultimately for the pod, I want to be the best shit smoking. You know what I'm saying? You know, we gonna I feel like we we're gonna start rolling slow. It's like a train. We're rolling stuff slow, but once this bitch get going, it ain't no stopping it. You know what I'm saying? But ultimately, I want this to be a space where we get to have that conversation. You know, we get to have the conversation. And the conversation is what's going on in the black man's mind? You know what I mean? How does the black man see the world and, and all the issues that arise in the world? You know, what does the black man have to say when we see the George Floyd? What does the black man have to say when we see the young Cuban truck driver or Hispanic truck driver who, who getting 110 years for an accident? You know what I mean? How the, all the issues going on in the world affect the black man and what do we have to say about it? How can we stop being the person who they telling to like put your head down and keep pushing, but shit instead they saying, hey, yo, how, how you feel? You know what I mean? What's going on? This is our space. And I want the conversation to be the most important thing. This is our time to have that conversation. So that's what I want for the pod, to be the best thing smoking, because it's the platform where the conversation is had. That's uh, me. I, uh, I forgot to mention this, but as you were talking, I, I thought about it. Um, one of the uh, key things that I do want uh, the pod to include is I want it to be something that's tangible, something that people can touch. Because while we can watch Drink Champs and, and we can watch... Um, don't be calling people shit out on here, bro. Hey, drink while, Champs, fuck your life. I fuck, I fuck, fuck, I fuck with Drink. Life. I fuck with DJ FN and Nori. That's, 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 that's my nigga. That's my nigga. Uh, El Pollo Loco. Uh, no, so... As 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 we watch those, we we can just watch those. But I feel like we can we can change the way podcast works because our shit is obtainable. If you have something to say, I feel like it's a community. You know what I'm saying? It, it's the good old boys club. It's not just us four. You know, the the link of the Discord is gonna be in the uh, description of the video. But these are these are yeah. It's a platform where everybody can have a voice so this is something where like if you got something that you want to say you know what i'm saying and you're an active part of the the community you can be on the podcast you know what i'm saying so i think that is a key element that can separate us from the other podcasts that people watch because i know me when i watch uh uncle shay shay in the morning and he he talking about uh the goat lebron i'm having a conversation with him, I'm agreeing and I'm talking. And sometimes I just wish I can sit in that seat right next to him and just give hey, Skip the business. Because Skip, yeah. it, it, he blows me. So I'm yelling at the TV. But pause. what if... Yes, pause. <laughs> You're a wild yes. boy. Yes, <laughs> pause. Yes, pause. But sometimes I feel like, man, I wish I had the opportunity to get my shit off. Now this is a this is a podcast where if you watch it and you are active part of the community, you got a chance to get your shit off, and that separates us from everybody else. I think that's up, a key boy? feature. What's up, boy? Talk your shit, bro. Talk your shit. Nah, I like I like everything he was talking about. I, I saw that he said he was gonna put the link to the Discord in the bio. I was peeping that shirt you got on. That look kind of fly. Is that gonna be in the bio as well? I mean, come on, man. Yes, sir. The GOBC.com. You already that's know the That's the GOBC merch? Good merch. You feel okay, me? Okay, that's the official. That's yeah. the official drop. 
We got okay. a, we got a we got a factory in China. They ship us shit. You feel camera, me? Man. Come on, man. You feel bit, me? Man. Hold on. I mean, you feel me? Okay, go get that. Need, you know what I'm saying? Look go at that. that. Look at that B jacket though. That's the one though. That that's, yellow joint. That yellow joint. Yeah, that's so, the, I already. You feel me? Y'all go check my jacket out, man. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's available now. Yes, sir. Good shit, man. Good shit. Good shit. I think uh. That is important, man. It don't matter what we watching, right? What we checking out. It could be power. It could be whatever. Anything that you're watching on TV, when you're watching it, you get to escape reality and you and you become a part of it. But shit, how many times do we want to be like, Tariq, I'm going to beat your ass, right? right? And with the good old boys, you know, you really get to you get to be a part of this community because it's not just us. It's a community. You know, it's all of us. And I said, you know what? And I said black men, but it's people, bro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we... we we become so polarizing because we only see our plight, but it's just people. You know what I mean? If you feel like the good old boys club is a, is a space where you can vibe this shit, vibe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Come join the good old boys club and, and be a part of this lifestyle of ours. Man, I'm good at black that shit. Black women and black men, that's what we here for. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree. Fuck that. <laughs> black women I mean, and black men, that's the top of the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm we... We black and, and, and black love don't mean a disdain for nobody else. So we it don't we, mean we, a disdain. We it just yeah. means I won't the top. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And there's I'm nothing wrong. We, I'm saying we gotta be uh, you know, we want everybody involved and shit. But I'm gonna tell you the truth of what the fuck I want. I wanna, I wanna, I want black men and black women on top. Period. Point blank. That's, that's it. A fact. That's a fact. I want, I want y'all. <laughs> to, I want y'all to drop the disclaimer on my what's name to say the thoughts, views, and expressions. But the GOBC doesn't necessarily, you know, it's without my express written consent. All my all my women across the world of multiple races, horse, they love you too. Don't don't listen to these guys. I'm here for you, man. Y'all I'm here for you, baby. Hey, listen, man. I'm here for you. I I, I want us and, and I think this once the, the segue king, the tap dancer can can segue us into this correctly, but Gregory Hines. Yes, because we Listen, I want that. I want what you just said, Steph. But I know we gotta do better. And I'm at thirty. I'm 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 seeing the old man in me because I'm getting frustrated at us because I want so much so much for us. I'm getting hella frustrated at how we <laughs> conduct ourselves. We keep guys resting. Every time we take a step forward, we take a step back. Step back, man. We gotta do better. Mm-hmm. So, so to lead us into that, let's let's introduce, introduce what he's talking about. I guess, and that is the next know. piece, right? That's that's the next piece. We talk about that, right? We, Stefan said it clearly. I want to be, I want black men and black women at the top, right? And that's what we want. All people want their people to, to be thriving. But for some odd reason, we can't get right, bro. We got to do better. How do we do better? How do we do better? Dave, oh. Dave, talk about it. Because, you you know, you love to drop the end bomb and tell us that it's, it's certain kind of ends and there's other kind of ends. Yeah. So, tell us about that. So I'm trying to find a... Uh, a respectable way to put this, and the thoughts, uh, views, yeah. and expressions of Dave does not. Okay, <laughs> without so, express written consent of Nino Horte, Nino Horte Incorporated. <laughs> right. So, there. so, so while I'm in a community college, I may say words that ain't words, but y'all, y'all need to understand what I'm saying. I don't know if it's amputee to amputate, but you know when when somebody got to get their shit cut off, right? You feel me right. to stop the right. spread of something. I feel like in our community, based on the the historical things placed against us, 
we are fighting an uphill battle to come back from a lot of the traumatic shit. And because a lot of it is psychological and mental, I don't think that everybody is meant to survive. I don't think everybody is worth saving. And I think that Hey, listen, man. Fucking elitist. No, listen, man. Because I want, I, I want to, I don't want to sound like Hitler or nothing. But this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that at some point, we does this have, nigga just say Hail Hitler? <laughs> I, I didn't say that. But what I'm saying is, is yeah, that it's away at from some doing point, this. Yo, we gotta leave. We gotta leave some people behind. I don't feel like we hold our people accountable enough. I feel like we continuously make excuses. Me being uh, a person of color, but also being someone whose mother has a green card and being from the Caribbean, being from Belize, I have two perspectives. So my 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 family, right? I mean, as as time went by, shit got a little. It went a little left, but my grandparents all doctors like my my grandmother has what i want to say 11 brothers and and two sisters or something like that doctors lawyers like and and they all came over here worked their ass off the same obstacles that that's put in our face as african americans people of color from that are immigrants also face they work their ass off it ain't they don't come over here with that same mentality of excuses. And I think that we limit ourselves by our mentality. And I think that we gotta hold each other accountable. And yeah, I mean that's mainly it. Like we just gotta we gotta do better and stop making excuses. The the cards are what the cards are. Now we could complain about our hand or we can play. I'm I'm done complaining. That that's just how I feel. Okay. Okay. Or what you think, bro? Um <clears throat> this is interesting. Uh me me and Day I gotta get this a little closer, my fault. Me me and Dave have an argument about this probably twice a week. Uh especially with the usage of adjective that he uses to describe this discussion. Niggers. Um, Niggers. No, wait, Dave. So bring us in. bring some clarity to, to our people. You 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 say it's two different kind. Explain that. It's niggers but, and it's niggas. And okay. and 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 I just want to be clear. The niggers are the niggers that you thinking I'm talking about. You know we all know the difference. We know the difference between a nigger and a nigga. We just <laughs> gotta like call them. Like that's that white people shit. It's the same thing. Exactly. That's that nigger thing. Yeah, exactly. But we no, can't. Wait, no, Seven I, don't Stephon, I don't think Stefan agreeing with you. Ra- Ra- raisins no, no, no. and potato right. salad. That's that white people shit. Uh uh white people walking their kids on a leash. That's that white people shit. The white people shit. Yeah. N- n- it's it's a such thing as nigger shit. And okay. we gotta and we gotta call nigger shit nigger shit. And me I hold on because I wanna cause cause I know I'm gonna say, shit, King. I'm gonna upset a lot of people. With using that word. My wife hates me using that word. But I only use that word because I know it has that emotional trigger. 
because I want you to think about what you're doing and what you look like. It's uh, we do, we do and behave in a certain way sometimes that makes me disappointed. And when we try to hold, we don't hold each other accountable publicly. We don't hold each other accountable privately. We make excuses. I'm tired of making excuses. I don't think that we'll ever get anywhere if we continue to allow certain shit to, to continue. And I'm tired of it. Me. So when I see it, I'm like, that's nigga shit. When okay. I'm going to so give, I want, I want to give a quick example. Let that go. When when uh we schedule to be here for the pod Man. hold on i'm just i'm just giving an example to the audience y'all know already how i feel but i just want to yeah. explain this to the audience 25% of the good old boy club is in this box in that box in that box and in that box we own this you just oh. heard we, hold on, hold on. You just heard. I'm sorry, I'm a kid. Oh, yeah, you just heard. The audience just heard us all talk about our our goals for the pod, what we want. Very everybody articulated it very smoothly, right? Thanks. So if we say we're recording at seven o'clock, and I call Horte, this really happened. At seven o'clock on the day we're scheduled to record, and I'm ready. Horte, where you at? He's in the barber chair. Nigger shit. Would you do that for the job for the company that's owned by the white man? I don't think you would. That's what I'm saying. That's what I is it's certain shit that we do be, and 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 we do it because it's us. We we treat black businesses differently than we treat Walmart. It's a lot of shit that we do, and I just be disgusted by it because then we all turn around and we talk about the injustices. But you yeah. do this to your people. Yeah, that's just me. So so I feel like I feel like when you say nigger shit, right? In my mind, whenever you say like nigger shit with the hard er, right? We yeah. gonna make it real clear with the mm -hmm. hard er that in the past I just be like this nigga bugging, right? This nigga bugging. But now I feel like you're saying whatever that thing was that made those guys look at our people and say nigger is what we see when we doing dumb shit, right? Am, am I am I getting this right? Whatever, I don't want. Whatever it I don't want to say. Saw. I don't want to say they because okay. dumb shit is dumb shit regardless shit. of what color you are. But when yep. you're black, what you when you do dumb shit. Mm -hmm. People perceive that everybody's black does that dumb shit. So I call you a nigger not because that's what you are. That's because that type of shit is what people perceive us as. And you're 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 um you're continuing to further that narrative by that shit that you're doing. That's what they're talking about. Not not saying that they're right. But that's just how it is. It's like we know we can do better. We know we wouldn't do that. We B knows that he's not going to be 
in the barbershop chair when he is supposed to be punching in for his job that has a 401k? No, I'm going to be honest. B, B's a fucking terrible employee. He was in the barbershop chair when he should That's my point! Because this is my black man. He's my man, so he's going to let me slide. He's not going to hold me as accountable as this white man. But if that person was white and he held me fucking accountable, there's no way I'm doing that shit. That's what I'm talking about. And those little things, they pile up. Yes, he would do that to you. Would he do that to a white man? So would you say, would you say the overall, though? So in my mind, this is what I'd be thinking, for real. I think society has programmed black people to have a lack of respect for all things black, right? So we, we don't respect ourselves. We don't respect the work we put into things. So then we don't see the same value in it, and we don't really give a fuck about it. And I think that's society programming. You know what I mean? I don't think it's like nigga shit. I think it's the way the world pushes that that kind of agenda. Not agenda, but that that narrative, right? It's the narrative that's pushed by the world. You know what I mean? So I feel like I don't think it's people growing up being like, man, fuck that shit. I ain't, you know, you black, I don't care. Or this is just how I am. It's, I think it's the narrative pushed. We got a whole bunch of fucking cowboy cops, right? For the last couple of years, we've been saying cowboy cops. <laughs> say cowboy uh-huh. cops. <laughs> this inside joke will come out later, I'm sure. We've been saying cowboy cops and shit like that. And I think the reason we saw that was in the late 80s, the early 90s, we had all these fucking action movie stars, you know, where they was running around, this nigga in the police station smoking a cigarette, talking to the captain, and the captain like, don't you go out there and bust those guys. And he's like, Captain, this is my fucking duty as an American. And he run out, and he's shooting every fucking body moving. If you ever looked at these movies, everybody he was shooting looked like us. This nigga is fucking accurate as hell. He got a six-shooter. He done shot 65 niggas, you know what I mean, in three minutes with two six-shooters. And I think that kind of information being put out shapes the way people think. And I think all the information put out about black people, all the information that's pushed on us, it, it really it, it warps the way we view ourselves, man, and it causes some of these behaviors. Now, this may sound like an excuse to you, Davido, but I think it's a reality. How do we push past that shit, though? Even though it's all been put out there, what do we do to change that shit? Well, what Dave was talking about, do, how do you feel the nigger shit applies? Do you feel like it's nigger shit or... Do you feel like it's a it's a different a different situation going on? What's your views on this? Uh first let me preface this by saying I'm not African American. And I wanna get that straightened out because African American implies I'm from Africa, then matriculated to America. Facts. Like, I'm, Facts. I'm an American. If anything, I'm Native American. I was born here, I was raised here. Uh, I've always been from here. My family for generations is from here. So I am not African American. I am just American. So I want to preface it by saying that because I feel like that's a, I don't know, I feel like that's a thing that, that pigeonholes us and really African American applies to immigrants and not us. Uh, but as far as what he's saying, I think that is a thing. Um, I didn't work with any of you guys. But uh, so I can't speak on specifically the things that you all went through together or whatever with your with your jobs. But I do think it's a thing that like uh, I feel like it's more so a cultural thing. Right. 
just as just as being the people where we are, black people, when we get comfortable with each other, we allow for certain uh instances, right? Um it's like the things the things that we would expect, like we expect our friends to do right anyway, right? And when when it's black people working together most of the time, it's it's like, all right, well, we have to we have to ally ourselves because if we don't take care of us, nobody else will. And so this is the duality of the situation. Yeah, it'd be some nigger shit, but like those my niggas. Right? So like, yeah, you did some fucked up shit. But I fuck with you because we ain't got nobody but us. So I'm going to let that shit slide so we can move forward and keep on doing things. And I think that I think that it's a I think that. So it's kind of a uh, what's the saying? The devil that you know is is better than the devil that you don't. Right. So like so if I know that B is a good worker and every now and then he might go get a haircut when he supposed to be on the clock. But when he do show up. He produces. That was and he produces results and it's astronomical. So I'd I'd rather keep B around than to hire somebody else that show up and don't do shit. Top right? five, not five. Huh? Top five and not five. Yeah. Yeah. As a as a as a person who is attempting to build generational wealth and has businesses of his own. If you knew that you were paying an employee and that employee was getting a haircut and not working and pushing your not, personal not business forward. Supposed to work. Hold on, hold on, Steph. Yes. On. And, yeah. So this is the not, not right. Um, huh? Hold on. Oh, so so what so what I was saying was if if your 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 business that you work that you own is your business, you're uh an American with melanin. Um and I like that. You're a, <laughs> like you're, that. you're an American. You're, melanated American. Yeah, you're a melanated American. I like and, that. And you are you are paying this person by the hour and for an hour, he is not doing anything to progress your business when you're paying him for it. And he is instead getting a haircut as a owner of said business. Are you okay with that? I think just for me, uh, like like you said, having several businesses, uh, I don't care about I don't care about the time frame of like when you're working as much as I do care about productivity, right? So if the work is getting done, I don't give a fuck what you do. Don't give a fuck what you do on your free time or, or whatever time you have. I care about the work getting done. And I think that's something that like that's the like the old way of the way the world was working was you have to show up from nine to five. You have to be working from nine to five, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, my viewpoint on that is I heard someone say, like, they tell you it was 24 hours in a day, but actually it's only 12 hours in a day and 12 hours in a night. So you're giving eight hours of your life away. Right. I don't care about you giving me eight hours right now. I care about the work getting done. If you could get the work done in 30 minutes, get that shit done in 30 minutes ago and the fuck about your life. I don't care what else happens after that. Just be productive, get the shit done, 
and let's move on to the next item that needs to be handled. Like if you're if you're going to fucking Disney World and you still can answer your emails from your phone or whatever, I don't care. Get the shit done and long as long as we produce it, long as we make money. If if you produce it and we're able to make money and I'm able to pay you at the end of the week or we'll pay you whenever it's time to be paid out, who the fuck cares what time you work? You could work at fucking 3 a.m. if all I care. Yeah. Long as it's done. Long as it's done. Yeah. I think that I think that we I think that we have like just just because we live in this world of where we have to work for someone else and they want you to be working or be present rather, not even be working, but be present from nine to five. I think that's a uh it's an outdated idea of production, right? I think and, and this is just because of who I am. I'm a night person. Since I've been like fucking 12 years old, I've stayed up till three, four in the morning. So bad. Parenting. I know that like I would, I would, I play like four sports in high school, right? Play like four sports in high school. Wouldn't get home yeah. till like nine o'clock. And when I got home, I would be tired. So I would go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I would yeah. go to sleep and I would go to sleep and I would like, and then on top of that, you know, just personal things. Like I didn't really get along with my family. I, I was raised around all women, and it was always arguments and drama and all this kind of shit. And I didn't want to deal with that. So when I got home from school and practice and everything else around eight or nine o'clock, I would go to sleep and I would wake up around eleven or twelve when everybody else sleep. Now I'm up doing my homework, getting shit done, maybe cleaning up, doing my chores that I have to do around the house. And I would stay up till about two, three. I, I was one of those people that. Shit, when it was time to watch Uncut, I was sitting Indian style in a chair watching Uncut because I was I was just up. Well, and that's really always been a freak. You <laughs> really don't need to know the position you were in when you were like, like, <laughs> frames. I was I was up and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that was. Oh, you was that, up. Yeah, yeah. I was up. It's just that whole thing of like everybody expecting. I, I think it's just like kind of an institutionalized idea, and I want to bring in something else about that fact, right? So you have to go to school between these hours. You have to be at school from this time to this time, and that leads you directly into the job market from this time to this time. But what we experienced through COVID is that you have to have something else, right? So yeah, you can have your nine to five, but that may not be solid. And people understood that when a pandemic hit, when they had to be laid off work and they couldn't go to work during nine to five hours. Now you need some kind of side hustle. You need some kind of other business. You need some kind of this, some kind of that. That's also paying you. So now we understand that we don't need the hours of nine to five. What we need is we need productivity. We need something else that brings in money. So when you ask me those questions, like, and I've been a business owner since fucking 2012, 2011. You know, I've, I've had a business since 2012, 2011. I get phone calls, emails, text messages all times a day, all times a night. And I answer them when it comes. If I get, if I'm, if I'm woke and I get some shit at three in the morning, I answer that shit at three in the morning and I get to fucking work. If I can, if I can get some shit done. Like if, if I talk to somebody at three in the morning, 
and I get some shit done in an hour and they can pay me in an hour. At four in the morning, I'm getting paid. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I did some shit. I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. So, you know, when you like when we had a conversation, it is it's I have a very, very different, a very, very different tone, a di very, very different feeling of it simply because I worked I worked the nine to five for years and years and years. And then my business started to take off and I made more money in two days than I made in three weeks with, with my job. I made more money in two days between the hours of fucking 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. One day that I made from, from three weeks of my job. So, right. like, that shit is, I, I think it's outdated. I think it's time to move forward. I think it's time for us to do better, uh, get a side hustle, get two side hustles, invest in real estate, invest in stocks, invest in crypto, invest in everything else, make some money that make make your money, make its own money. Invest in shit that makes its own money for you. So Let's what about? So what about so the nigger shit piece though, right? The, the, when when we not doing it the right way, you can have a nine to five, right? And like you said, efficacy or or being productive. But what about when you need to be there? What about that guy who works at the factory and he got to be on that chain gang, and instead he getting a haircut? I think you're looking at it from a different view, right? You're looking at it from a lens of where you don't have to be present. And sometimes that, that the nigger shit pops in when you need to be present and you're not. So that's what I'm talking about. Uh, talk about the, I can talk about the situations that I'm in or the or the places that I'm in. I can't talk about those factory things that need to be present for it. I have worked in a factory when I was in college, but since then I have not. That was that was something I did to pay rent during that time. So Could you, but you go get a haircut? Could you go get a haircut when you're supposed to be painting them doors? No. Absolutely. If you ran it, but but if you Bitch, were the owner you know of a factory, about. my nigga, yes. If you were the, the owner, owner of a factory, factory and, so, and, 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 and your employee went to go get a haircut when he was supposed to be producing something for that hour that was going to generate you money, but instead you paid him and he wasn't there. As a business yeah, owner. I just fired him. As a, as, that's I, it. I, okay. I, let me... I mean, okay, we're, we're talking about, like we're talking about a very specific. We're talking about a very specific thing, right? So, like, that's why I said it's that's that's not my experience. So, when we if we if we gonna talk about that, all right, that's not my experience. But if we gonna talk about that, yeah, the simple the simple answer is like, yeah, I, I don't fuck with that. Let me get in on that ahead, because ahead, I feel like Seth was was speaking on the spectrum of um something. Outside what we was talking about because that's a double no, you shit. Right. What I'm saying is is that you were speaking on the spectrum of something outside of what they're speaking on because you're on the spectrum. But what I'm saying is this. <laughs> what I'm saying is this. Because because I'm the um I'm the control group or the control study in this one, even though this haircut thing happened one time. Let me say this. <laughs> So, yes, shit like that's not cool. If I'm, if, if I'm the owner of a company and one of my employees that I have doing a physical job where he physically, tangibly has to be in that space and he's getting a haircut while that's supposed to be going on, it's a major issue. Moving forward to wrap this point up because we're getting too, we getting too deep in this. We spend too much time on it. It's an issue. 
I think as a people, for us to do better, we have to start treating everything that we do with a certain type of dedication and effort that we will want our name attached to. You feel me? So, yes, it's wrong. You feel me? Now, we talking about working in the outside space of it, more or less what Steph is talking about. Absolutely. You might be able to get a day's worth of work done in one hour. But we talking about physically being in a place. Yeah, we have to cut that behavior out. We got to start treating everything like it has our name attached to it. Like everything is a representation of our name. It's when this job is done, I want to sign my name. And they say, oh, he did this. You feel me? We got to start treating everything with that same care, with that same with that same love. Not, I'm not, and I'm not saying love a job or love a company. I'm just saying love uh, your craftsmanship, what what you put your effort in, into. You feel me? So moving forward, I think we got to do a better job of one, being coachable. Being coachable as a people. You feel me? When we fuck okay. up, when we, when we fucking up, be able to take that, that coaching like, yo, you fucking up, you need to tighten up and get the job done the right way. And we also got to be able to look at ourselves and step back and say, damn, I'm bugging. I'm bugging because it's not just me doing this. It's when I do something, it's a representation of everybody that look like me. And for people like me and Steph, I think the best way we would have to manage it in our mind is with us already having heirs child throne is that everything we do is a representation of our kingdom. You feel me? Every some, Sometimes sons pay for the sins of their father. So we, we have to start treating everything like when I do this, my son is going to catch the repercussions of it. My people are going to catch the repercussions of it. So doing better moving forward, we absolutely just got to start treating everything like it fucking matters. Like we want to be yeah. there. Like we want to get the job yeah. done the right way. I think individually we have people that have that mindset. I think that culturally speaking, we don't have a safe space to then hold each other accountable. That that is I think a big hindrance on our progression as a people. That often at times we find it easy to make excuses for a person behavior instead of holding them accountable. I think I would I would want to know how do you feel about how we should proceed when we see somebody, you know, that that's not keeping up the end of the uh, of the bargain or whatever, and they let because I think uh, what is it? Iron sharpens iron, steel sharpens steel, all of that silly shit. But I I call p- people out when I see some shit. I say that's fucked up. But then niggas look at me and they like, yo, you dysregulated, and I'm like. Y'all just y'all just make excuses for some two, bullshit. Two, two things can be not gonna have Two things can be true. You can be <laughs> two things can be true. You can be dysregulated and right at the same time. Sometimes when we crack with you about being dysregulated when you calling us out on something, it's not that you're so dysregulated that you're wrong. It's that because of your dysregulation, your delivery and how you're telling us we're wrong is is flying over everybody's head. Hold on, hold on, wait. So it makes my blood boil. I get that. So yes, I am not regulated at that time because I want so much better for us than when I see people that I genuinely love and feel like nigga, you know better and you not doing better. 
it makes my blood boil. And then when we having a conversation and then I feel like it's an excuse or there it's a back and forth when it's like, nigga, I know that you know that that's some bullshit. Right. Yes, that so makes me, my fucking say, blood can we also, boil. Can, we also, uh, can I bring up one, one different uh topic? Well, well, something that, not one different topic, but something that goes along with this. I feel like, I feel like what's between, all right, so between black people, I feel like what's kind of like right in our eyes that everybody else is not on the same wavelength. You know what I'm saying? Like, like some things like we, 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 we act more so community ish and yeah, other people don't. So certain things that, that may be okay within our communities may not be okay within other communities and vice versa as well. But I think that like, we just have, we, we're stuck living in a standard of a world that has constantly put us down. Whereas like now that we, even when we get somewhere, it's like say for instance, you know, Scooter is the person that's hiring all of us and we all Scooter friends and now we work for Scooter, right? So now we're looking at it like, okay, we're in here, we're finally making something of ourselves and we can, we can be a little lenient with each other. Like, if Scooter's a, if Scooter's the main supervisor and Dave is a person under him and me and B are under Dave, Dave as a Scooter, it's like, okay, well, if I go off and do something, but I'm still, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just did something that like, you know, save the whole company or whatever the case may be. And now I like took off for a day when I wasn't supposed to. It still looked bad on, it still looked bad on Dave. It still looked bad on Scooter, but they understand because what I just did, kind of help the company out so i think i think that kind of spectrum when you when you look at it like that it's like well there may be a, a kind of a you don't, you don't agree Go ahead, say what the fuck you say. i'm trying to hey. i'm i'm on i'm on <laughs> wait for tita uh to like clarify it for me a little bit no this nigga stefan make himself a superhero in every story <laughs> <laughs> He can save I'm not this nigga a firefighter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he like, because I saved the company. And then look, I took look, off I, right I after look. I stopped the comment from hitting the world. So, so okay, so, so if we so if we being honest about the situation, <laughs> right? If we've been honest about the situation, if you really want me to say what I was gonna say instead of saying no, me, you don't don't wrap up personal Right? So if I'm really going to say it, like certain things that you have done with places you have worked Facts. that have helped out the company. So when you when you go off and be like, all right, well, I'm going I'm to take off for these three weeks, even though I only got two weeks off, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be, whatever way we want to do it. And then when you come back, it's like, all right, well, the, the person that's above you may be, you know, black or whatever. And they're like, well, yeah, you, you. You're one of those people that like we can't lose, right? So now it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna be in your corner because I already know like what kind of work you put in or what kind of work you can do or are going to do. So I'm gonna be cool about whatever that was. And so like I think that's kind of like a I'm I'm trying to explain this without saying too much, but I think that's kind of a, a thing that that we have as black people that uh may not may not exist. 
between black people and and someone else of another race, right? Right. Right. So, so when we when we talking about this subject, it, like we said, two things could be right at one time. Yeah, that was some fuck shit that you went and did that, but at the same time, like I fucked with you for like everything that you've done. So we just gonna look over this particular thing, or we gonna look over, we gonna look past this point so that we can get to where we actually trying to go. Like this, yeah. the company want to get here, and you you got us to right here. So like shit, you took an extra week. Fuck it. Like let's keep going, let's keep moving, and let's get here. Yeah, I think right. uh, I think you you spoke volumes yeah. earlier, Steph, when you was like uh, pretty much you said it's not it's not color, it's culture, right? And I think when we say like it's niggas, it's niggers, it's nigger shit, it's not about the color, it's about the culture, and it's about what we allow in our culture, what we don't allow, what we push for. Dave is absolutely right. In the world, we have the black community, the Hispanic community. I've never heard anybody say the white community, right? That's not a thing. The reason we have these communities is because we identify with a certain kind of culture. And culturally, we got to be able to hold each other accountable. We got to be able to say, like, you know, some fuck shit, bro, and cut that shit out because you're making us look bad as a culture, as a community. Um, it's not about the color. It's about the culture and everybody that's involved in the culture. So we got to make sure that we're doing right by the culture and, and that we are pushing the community forward because that's the way we move and that's the way we operate. We shouldn't be bailing and getting haircuts while we're on the clock when we know we need to physically be present, right? We shouldn't be doing hot shit when we know this brings heat to the community. You know what I'm saying? So we got to make sure that as a community, you know, we, we always looking to push forward. And when we just talked about that, that's all of our goals. Ultimately, we got to push forward. I'm thinking about specifically when uh, you were my supervisor. I noticed uh, just just hearing just like hearing uh, Steph talk about it and just putting myself in that situation. I was in that situation. The shit that I did under cold supervision, I did not do under yours. I felt like I personally felt uh, more responsibility to conduct myself in a certain way when I was under you than versus when I was under um uh Cole. A non-melanated American. Yeah, yeah. When I when I was under Cole, we do I was doing hot shit for sure. Yeah. When I got <laughs> under Terrell, even though I got in the biggest trouble in the world when I was under Terrell, which I, I also blame him for. Um, yeah. I fell asleep at work, got caught. However, hey, no, you didn't fall asleep. I, you fell asleep. With Snuggies on, a do rag, yeah, the eye black however, shit, and curled up how, on the couch. However, however, part of <laughs> part of that happening was because I was going above and beyond for you. You was going hard, and I understood, and that's oh. why you know what? That's why I was like, "Yo, if if you saying he got to go, then you got to smoke me too." And uh, you know, we both kept when our you job. called me, <laughs> when you when you called me and was like, "Yo, come in," I'm like, "Yo, bro, I don't even got it in me." Facts. But because you, you didn't have anybody to call, I came in and I didn't have it. My 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 OGs literally had a stroke, and so I'm working. At, and this time I'm working what two jobs, I believe. Yeah. Or did I had already? I don't know if I had already left the other one. You were still But doing basically, both. I rem I remember I was straight forty eight hours no sleep when you called me to come in. Chester, another black man who works his ass off and hey. don't never call off. He. He was out, so I came in. But I felt, I, me personally, I'm putting myself in that situation. I remember feeling a sense of I can't 
I can't do no hot shit under you because it's a reflection of you. You're a young black man who who they already, I felt like, had a target against your back because of your relationship with the staff. And then me being in a position where my co-workers have a familiarity with me and I see that they are then taking advantage because you're young and you're black. That's how I felt. I felt like I saw people of color being like, nah, oh, that's tea. We can chill, yep. which is the total opposite of how I felt. That, and so that's what I mean by nigger shit. And it's a, it, you can call it cultural. You can define it whatever you want. But it's that, that thought process that truly bothers me. I take pride when I see a person of color in power, especially if I'm under them. No, I'm not going to do no hot shit. You know what I'm saying? Especially if I fuck with them. Now, if it's a Uncle Tom ass nigga, you feel me? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? You got to play your position. But when I know that this is a person that that I fuck with, I fuck with his values, I fuck with how he do shit, I'm not finna do no hot shit that's gonna draw attention to him, you know what I'm saying? And I felt like it was people that's like, nah, I can turn it up, I can turn I can turn up the stove a little bit because he gonna protect me. That's the dumbest shit in the world. You feel like this black man is in a position to be your fucking protection. When when you're supposed to be protecting him at all costs, because he's the minority in his situation, you're supposed to be doing. You supposed to make that nigga shine. You supposed to be doing. Supposed to be playing your position to protect the nigga, a black person that's in power, so we can all get to power. But instead, you put that nigga in the hot seat because you constantly doing hot shit. That mindset fucks me up. Okay. It fucks me up. So let me let me let me. Let me speak on that so we can close it out and move to the next one. Um, mm -hmm. I agree with you 110%. We got to cut that shit out. Uh, when I was there working uh, under T uh, supervision, I, I, I also felt like I had the same responsibility. Uh, you know, this is a black man doing this, but on top of that, this is my dog. So yeah, I'm not going yeah, to be the reason that this hot shit went down. I'm not going to be another headache. I'm going to be an extension of him pause in the building. And I think we got to indoctrinate that, that, that mentality amongst us. And that's why I kind of, I've used the word coaching, right? Because some people struggle to be coachable, but this is when we all got to get a grasp of ourselves. And I'll bring up T for an example. It's about how you articulate. You have to be able to speak different people's language. You have to be able to code switch to coach properly. A, a team is sometimes only as good as as the coach is able to articulate to them. Like, you know, it was a time at a point where T said, yo, on paper, we got the best team ever. We got the dream team on paper. But if we got uncoachable players on the team, it struggles. So what we got to do a better part of is, and why, why I agree with you on killing this mentality, that word mentality, what we got to do is, is that, even when we even when we calling each other out, we gotta articulate to each other. And the way you say it. Yeah, because prime example, and like I said, I'm gonna say this so we can move on to the next thing. When T would have conversations with certain people, and I, I laugh with him about this because it was mental judo. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm, I'm, we call it sparring all the time. 
And it's because you have to coach different people different ways. And we got to be willing. We got to be aware of that ourselves. So, Dave, you might feel like you exploding, doing the dame dash, yelling and screaming is the best way to holler at somebody. But everybody can't everybody can't grasp it that way. Sometimes, T, if I if I did some hot shit, which was rare or never, T is still T could holler at me different. Like, yo, B, you tweaking. I need you to stand on this business. You might not be able to talk to somebody else and say, you tweaking, I need you to stand on that business. Because they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You feel me? So we got to be able to talk to our people in their language. And all of our people don't have the same language. Some of our people might need to hear, hey, shorty, you fucking tweaking. I need you to get this shit together. I need you to stand on that. Some of our people might need a pat on the back and say, hey, I know you can do better. So this is what we should do. The thing that we got to do to coach each other better as a people is KYP. You got to know your personnel. When you see people doing nigga shit, you got to say, how do I address this particular person? Instead of saying, okay, it's, it's the four of us on the, pro, on, a, on the program or whatever. All four of us don't have the same style. We can't be coached the exact same style. So nope. it falls on the person that's reprimanding their brother of the same melanation on how you articulate that. To yeah. Dave, I might be able to yell and scream, Dave, ah, blah, 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 blah. And he can hear me because I'm getting through to his DMDD. To Steph, <laughs> I might have to come out with a very long, drawn-out answer so he can understand it because he's on the spectrum. T's rigid. Which direction is T? It's, it's hype. It's hype. It's all love. T, T's rigid. So with T, stuff has to be in a certain position. I'm that way, too. I'm, I'm really organized with shit. So shit has to be organized in a certain way for me to grasp it in a way that I'm not mad at it. And it falls on us as a people when we hollering at each other, that when we fucking up, it falls on us to be able to articulate the message in a manner in which the person we coaching can digest it. It's that right. So it, is, it, is it ever a time yes. or... It gets or, to a point where people cannot be coached and you have to understand that they uncoachable. And T dealt with that on our program. It was like, yo, I got I to gotta trade this dude Cut him from the roster or something because I cannot coach him. But you can't look at somebody fucking up and immediately say it's time to cut them right away because some people just aren't playing in the right scheme. If you're a score first, if you're a score first point guard, that don't mean you're a shit basketball player. I just might not be able to depend on you to facilitate the offense. I might need to follow somebody else to facilitate, and I depend on you to score. It falls on you individually as the person to understand how to coach that person, and then. After a certain point when you've tried different methods of coaching, okay, I can't coach him. We can't save him. But we don't we don't look from a distance and automatically say all of them can't be saved. Yeah. I think I, you're I, right, I, B. I think I think being coachable is absolutely yeah, no, important. I'm top five. You know, and, whoa, whoa, you but you it. said you literally said what I said. You said amputate some niggas. No, Ultimately. but I don't think that's necessary. I don't think it's necessary. I think eventually he said yes. And, no. yeah, and that's the part where I'm at. You you no. don't you don't think that, but ultimately B and me are saying the same thing. I'm it's, just at you're saying it on a smaller scale. I'm saying that uh, if we do it on a smaller scale and we have these individual conversations, what I'm saying is is that there is a denominator of nigger activities that we can see typically where this person is headed. The 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 DNA 
of this nigga's mentality <laughs> is not going to be beneficial. So if we have to take our time and coach every single niggas, every single person, every single black person from that fucked up mentality. Melanated. From, yeah, every single melanated person from that mentality, it it's 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 like digging yourself yeah. out of like it's it's impossible. So, so what what, so what I'm saying at a larger scale, there are there are there are things that are in common with niggas that you just say we done with him. We're done with him. You can see that there are for for example, Russell Westbrook. And his style of play is probably not the best on a championship team. So any motherfucker that plays like Russell Westbrook probably shouldn't be playing on a championship team. If you're a championship contender, I don't want a ball dominant uh, point guard that's going. Not true. Not true. So Um, I think B said it best, right? You got to be coachable. But all y'all just want to saw Spider-Man nerds with great, with great power comes great responsibility. Being a great coach means that you can see a person and say, you know what, he's not good as a point guard, no matter how much he thinks he's a point guard, but I'm going to put him in as a shooting guard, not at the beginning of the game, but when I need to run and gun, I'm going to put him in there, right? You got As a coach, you have to be able to see when you can move the pieces, and you got to be able to put the pieces in the right place. You never, ever want to take all your pieces off a chessboard because each piece has, a, has value. The pawn can't do what the rook can do or the knight or the queen, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Right. You just have to put it in the right place at the right time. And that's what we have to do with our people. That's what we have to do culturally. And when you're a coach, you got to be able to pull people to the side and say, look, man, you know what? You ain't good for this. This ain't for you. But move this way. Do it that way. I think one of the best coaches that we see right now in his prime is Coach Prime. He's doing it amazingly and he's pushing the culture forward. The same way we've talked about it, and being a product of an HBCU, throwing up big hooks, root to the cues, Mississippi, Russ College, kicking it at Jackson State. Personally, I'm so proud of what he's doing for HBCUs by bringing the number one recruit to our school and saying, I'm going to push the HBCU narrative for it. I'm going to push the black agenda for it because I'm going to bring these super fucking athletes that come from our community back into our shit and push it for it. That's being a coach, and that's seeing the pieces and saying, you know what? They on the board still. I just need them somewhere different. You know what I'm saying? It ain't on the white team now. It's, it's on the black team, and we always going that way. That's being a coach, man, and that's making sure the shit go right. That I don't know how y'all feel about that shit, but being a product of an HBCU, it's the most amazing shit ever, and these are the steps that we take to have a niggerdom disappear, nigger shit disappear, because nigger shit is being a six foot five black man who can jump from the fucking free throw line and you go to Duke. Why not go to Howard? You see what I'm saying? We got to keep our shit with our people and push our agenda forward. And Coach Prime, Coach Prime made sure that those things happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how y'all feel, man. How y'all feel about that? So I think T did an amazing, jo- amazing job of using my coaching analogy to segue <laughs> into our next topic, which is Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, or those that's lames and don't know no better, is doing an amazing job. And I'm a football purist. I played the game. He, he's doing an amazing job of rebranding college football and particularly SWAC college football, where predominantly all of the HBCUs belong to that conference. 
And for those that live under a rock, they don't know. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, NFL uh, Hall of Famer, top-tier cornerback, NFL Network analyst, went back to Jackson State to coach. He brought both of his sons over there to, to play football. One of his sons was a top cornerback a few years back that went to South Carolina. He transferred over. His other son was a top quarterback coming out of high school. He came straight there. And Coach Prime is doing something <clears throat> super important because he making HBCU football something to be reckoned with. And he's also yep. doing a great job coaching because he's bringing culturally relevant things into the sphere of coaching these young black men and getting them ready for the world that they live, they, they, they heading into. And two of the things that really stick out to me is one, um, he just got the number two, the number two recruit in all of the nation in football, Travis Hunter to flip, his, to flip his commitment at the last minute from Florida State, which is a PWI, to Jackson State. What is a PWI? Predominantly white institution. This is this is the highest, this is the highest recruit in Jackson State's history by a hundred miles. This is the highest recruit to sign with an HBCU in history in a hundred miles. And what Coach Prime is doing is so important because if we kept our homegrown talent at our homegrown institutions, Jackson State, Howard, um, what other fam you, what other HBC you want to name would be the Florida States, would be the Ohio State with, with Grambling. They would be the top programs because the very best players in football and basketball and college football is one of the biggest money makers in America. The top college football players, 80 percent of them are young black men. Melanated brothers. Melanated brothers. The top 80% of them are melanated brothers. But what these melanated brothers do is they leave their high school and they go and they go to a PWI where they meet a young lady generally who's not melanated and marry. And that wealth isn't properly, I'm not going to say properly because love who you love, but that wealth is then expedited from our community, that resource is expedited from our community. And the money that that resource being this melanated man playing football the resources that he creates is pulled away from our schools. If Jackson State, Howard, and all the other HBCUs had 10, 15, 20 blue chips committing every year, Jackson State gets an ESPN contract. Howard gets an ESPN contract. Why does that matter? Because those contracts pay for the canonical studies of other kids, the chemists of tomorrow, the doctors of tomorrow. That's it. But, That's it. but traditionally, Traditionally, the top black athletes go to white schools, and that doesn't sound problematic on the surface. But the problem with that is, is that the money that these black athletes create coming to these schools pays for young non-melanated, young non-melanated Americans to go to school on the full ride to be a doctor, to go to school on the full ride to be a lawyer, to go to school on the full ride to be a pediatrician, and we actually we're taking the money that we create in our community and find other communities' advancements. So Coach Prime doing an amazing job, and I just wish more people to uh, get in on it. I mean, I kind of gave a light overview of you brought to you brothers of what happened with it. What's, I mean, react. Right? We got two HBCU alum in here. So how, how do y'all feel about this? You know how I'm feeling. I mean, I, I drug you boys down to Miami just because I'm like, yo, we need to go put money towards this thing. And granted, I, you know, I was running from that situation down there. I was so okay, full transparency. Cause on the last shit, y'all popped y'all shit, but 
we heard somebody was at one of them HBCU parties actively knowing about COVID symptoms they had. And I'm a hoe. I wasn't trying to catch that situation. Yeah, COVID that worse than unprotected sex. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't all been out there. We didn't fuck this condom. I'm, me to me, what is you talking about? <laughs> COVID, I'm not raw dogging. No air, but nobody got COVID is. It's, it's not happening. So, yeah, but I think Prime doing an amazing job. And that was my point, right, where when you have these outstanding athletes who get these boosters to come, who get these ESPN contracts, who pack these stadiums, who bring millions and millions and millions of dollars into these institutions, now – the School of Science benefits, right? You know what I mean? Now, these kids who, who study in literature, those programs benefit. The mathematics program benefit everything, right? Political science, the poli-sci departments, they benefit. The school overall benefits. The resources that's dumped into these HBCUs now create and foster these amazing situations for young, melanated people to become the future leaders of our world, right? I mean, me and Steph both went to an HBCU. And legit, going to an HBCU right now, and probably for all the years that most people have gone, is, you know, you make it by the strength of your back and the sweat of your brow. You know what I mean? You don't have the same resources. You don't have everybody. So you flat out hard body your way through it. So it's either you're going to get down there and you're going to fucking make it, or you're going to not. You know what I'm saying? And when you do make it, then you hit the streets running. You hit the ground running. And everything that you see is an obstacle that's like, look, if I made it through that, I can make it through this. You know what I mean? At other schools, when I went out to Cornell University to get a, a certifi certification, I'm on this campus and I'm like, yo, the water tastes better, the air feel better, my sheets are softer, my pillows are nice, their shoes is better. You know what I'm saying? Talk that shit. I'm like, damn, this ain't undergrad. This is not college. These kids living a dream. You know what I mean? I was in a room with four, four other brothers. You know what I mean? Cardboard signs. You know what I mean? It was real. I legit had to call my OG. You want to speak to your kid, press nine. What are you talking about? When you went to HBCUs in Mississippi at the time, you had a calling card. Dog, am, I, am I lying? You had to, you know what I mean? You legit had to like have money on your phone or have a cell phone. But the shit was real, bro. It's it's a real struggle. We had the cafeteria. We didn't have a Starbucks on campus or McDonald's or any of these other major things. We got Kool-Aid for every meal. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wait a minute. Say that it, it, like it cut out for me completely. It cut out. No, completely. I was saying, like they they have like Starbucks and Burger King and all that on on a campus. We had a we had a cafeteria that had some cooks in it. It was like it was like being in in, in uh, high school. It was a cafeteria with a couple cooks that made different variations of chicken every day. Chicken yep. kebab, chicken nah. on the stick, chicken fish, chicken like it was. That was it. Now think about this, guys from Chicago. I can just run a quick list over the years. Just Chicago guys that went to Duke University. You had Jaleel Okafor, Jabari Parker, um, Sean Dockery some years back, um, DJ Stewart from Whitney Young. These are Chicago guys from the inner city of Chicago, and they went to Duke. They went to Duke, and Duke massively benefited from their one year being on, on campus. Why is this relevant? They brought millions and millions into a school that already had millions. Just down the road, not quite down the road, but a, a state or so over, you got Howard University, who was just in the news um, a, a couple months ago where their students were protesting deplorable living, living circumstances where they got mold on stuff and like that. Do you think if Jaleel Okafor, Jabari Parker, Kyrie Irving, 
Grant Hill way back in the day, if all these players would have went to Howard and brought millions and millions and millions of dollars into Howard because Howard is playing in the NCAA tournament because Howard won a national championship, do you really think Howard has shitty dorms? No. Howard would have a fucking McDonald's on the dorm, on the fucking campus. And think of this, right? Think of this. Howard is, for most people who went to I'm, Howard, they I'm call high. Howard the Mecca, right? And yep. I mean, I think all of us who go to our specific HBCUs call our own shit the Mecca. But Howard, in a lot of ways, is like the gold standard of HBCUs in some circles. I went to D. Russ College University. I was going to say university, but it's just D. Russ College. But Howard is the gold standard. And if their students are saying, man, this shit is deplorable, just think, man. Just think about that, right? We need those athletes in our schools because the root cause of them leaving is nigger shit. You know what I'm saying? We just talked about that. And one way to like really combat those symptoms is bringing those kids back, man, and bringing those resources into our community. Um, I would say that for the most part, I don't know anything about college sports. Uh, I know about um, Tom Maker had a little brother who went to Howard or committed to Howard, which McCour, was a big deal. McCour Maker. McCord maker, uh, yeah. I so I because I, I pay attention to NBA stuff like that. I pay attention to it. What I do like about it is, is that we're having these conversations, but we thirty, we washed. I think that 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 change uh comes from the 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 generation coming up these 18 year olds 17 year olds. I think that's a very important. And so when a kid makes a decision like that at that age i think that other kids now raise their eyebrows mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my my concern is is yeah, that Travis Hunter. we uh we are a society that is extremely microwave so what's news today is not news tomorrow i think that that kid's name should be champion I think that, Talk that uh, shit. I think that his everything about what he did and the impact that y'all just expressed that it could make if all of our melanated American brothers were to do those things, we have to incentivize that. So yeah. that means that every every black man who feels that way should also be purchasing one of those jerseys i know that money doesn't go to him but that what it that is now. it it well I, a proceeds of it can go to, i thought that was only in uh in uh no cali college players college football players can now uh make money off their likeness it's nil money prime example the quarterback from alabama who is bryce young uh young melanated brother at least half melanated um he he's already a millionaire from his NIL money, and he's like a sophomore. He just won the Heisman too. So he these they they, they can now make money. Oh, that's he, what, what what we need to do, and I if if I'm he go has back to school any, and play some football or something. If <laughs> if, 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 if bro if bro has any merch, <laughs> I'm also gonna put it in the description. But we need to then go out and support that. I think that that Travis needs to Hunter be. Is his name. 
Travis Hunter. That also needs to be tangible for kids to see because kids are copycats. 17-year-olds, rappers need to be shouting out this kid's name. He needs to be in music videos. He needs to he needs to be anywhere where that action gets replicated because the next kid that that is a top recruit has to say, "Damn, he did that and this is the love he got." I need to do that too. Facts. Facts. So and that's why it's important for that conversation, man, for the conversation. Because, I mean, like you said, you're an old nigga, but old men for counsel and young men for war. So when you push that kind of agenda, then you get that, right? We need them young dogs to go hard, but we need somebody who understands what them going hard going to do for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Push so, that narrative, so, King. But, but that's what I'm saying, it, and, and that, it was very disheartening when I saw Cap take a knee and all we had to do was turn off the TV on Sunday. All we had to do was turn off the TV on Sunday to support him, and we couldn't do that. Yeah, that yeah. that that shit that it hurts me. Like, and that shit makes my blood boil. And then when I yeah. speak about it, I'm dysregulated. All we have to do to replicate that, to to have everything you just said happen, is just support this dude, support That's this it. young man. Jackson State got my support. Travis Hunter got my support. Deion Sanders got my support. His son, Shador Sanders, got my support. His other son, Shiloh, who's the corner there, got my support. We got to champion their names. We got to know their names. You actually need to add a round of applause behind that. Facts, 100%. And tag 100%. We're going to put all the ads in the description because we should be following all these young brothers on social media. Side note, side note, this is exactly why when we were planning the Miami trip, I'm barking at you niggas. Because y'all are telling me that, oh, Dion did this. His son is there. His son is there. Oh, we, oh no, we're not going to the game. We finna go to the parking lot and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, what's, what's up? What's the shit you college kids do? What is tailgate. that? You weren't going to tell. How are we not going to support these motherfuckers? What you talking about? We're not going into the game. No, we're buying tickets. Nigga, what the fuck is y'all talking hey, about? This is one. This is regulation. This is what I mean by nigga shit, let's, though. Let's just this is what I, to a game, no, 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 no. Hold on. Yes, yes, yes. But pause, pause, because that's what I'm talking about. That those are the little bitty things that it's like you know better. Y'all yeah, just explained yeah. every fucking thing and why it was important. So why in the fuck when we go into Miami? During Orange Blossom weekend, are we going to the fucking parking lot and not paying to get into? Because I looked at the highlights. That shit was, it wasn't packed. Plenty of fucking seats up in that bitch. So yeah. Dion is doing all of this shit. And niggas, it was plenty of niggas in Miami. Why in the fuck isn't this place filled? Facts. It's disheartening this is, as fuck, bro. This is what you got to do, though. And I want my brother T to, to recite this poem as we exit out of it. You have to understand. You I'm, I, don't worry, T. I got you. You have to understand that when you trying to when you trying to articulate that point, you have to try your best to contain yourself and explain it and articulate it in a smooth way and not become the tired bridge builder. You you can't be that. So T T T told me an amazing poem years and years ago when I was still a breastfed child running wild before I touched 30. And this, this I don't remember it word for word, but it was essentially about 
when we creating a bridge over troubled water for our people and we growing weary, we got to remember that we building this bridge so they can cross. Talk and one shit. of them will become the bridge builder next. You just got to have shit. Hit him, hit him with that shit, man. You said it perfectly, man. You said it perfectly. You know what I mean? I, for that fair-haired youth, I'm building this bridge. You know what I mean? That that's That's exactly what it is, bro. We are bridge builders. You know what I mean? So, and when I said my goal in life was to lift as I climb, as I as I got better, as I got stronger, as I accumulated more wealth and more knowledge. If I'm climbing, and Dave said, he said, if we climb the mountain, sometimes you got to amputate. And in my mind, I'm thinking, if I'm climbing the mountain, I've already gone through all the troubles of getting to the mountain. So now I'm at the top. I'm going to throw a fucking rope down because Packs. I don't want the next man behind me to have to hit those loot, that loose patch, the slippery patch. The rocks, they're stumbling. I want him to be able to be pulled right up. You know what I mean? And I think that's our goal. I think that's what Dion is doing. I think that's what the GOBC podcast is for, to lift as we climb, to be bridge builders, and to make sure that the conversation is happening so that everybody knows how to be pulled forward and be pushed forward. I think that's that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Couldn't say it better myself. Yes, sir. Steph, you want to recite Bridge Builder for the for the mass, for the for the fans? No, no. Oh, shit. oh whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, Steph. Steph you and went that, out. And, and, and inadequacy is going on again. Say <laughs> something real quick. Go, Steph. It's completely silent, Q. Hit the button, yeah. That's a rap. That's a rap. Functional. It's not. It's not him. It's not him. T recite. Yeah. T, T recite. Recite it so we can go out on it, man. Well, I don't remember the whole poem no more. That's so why I deferred to Stefan. In my mind, I just when you said it, it went blank. I'm like, this is what we gonna do. <laughs> this this what we gonna do for the listeners. We gonna pull it up. We gonna pull up the uh the poem of the uh Bridge and we gonna put it on all our socials as a post in the story. So y'all can recite it. And even this pod ain't just about to hear the four of us popping shit. If if we don't, and I'm, I'm going to quote somebody else, if we don't, you know, change the world by the shit we talk about on this pod, we can settle for sparking the mind to change the world, to change the culture for, uh, for our people. So if it's not us to change it, if it's somebody watching this right now, where they watching it today, Next week, one year, ten years from now, and that and that that spark go off in their mind, and they change the trajectory or the direction that our people are going in. That's mission accomplished for me. Facts, facts, and that's the goal. And I think we all play an active role. Something that was so amazing, you know, we was teasing, and you've teased me a few years about this. We go down to homecoming, right? And we go to HBCU homecoming. This man, homecoming, this homecoming. It's the family reunion. Everybody come back, but. Now I'm at homecoming and I'm I'm full Q dog mode. I'm ready to get to it. And you know my my amazing LB right there is like, yo team, I got some business to stand on. I'm like, at homecoming though, what are you talking about? He like, yeah, I need to run to the A building because I need to make sure that the school knows I'm offering internships for young people in business. And I'm like, as I'm here to party, dog is like. Nah, we still got to push this shit forward. And it was so amazing to me. And I'm like, it made me just kind of be like, you know what? Let me get off my ass. That's that's the groove. That's the groove right now. Our groove before any partying is making sure that we're building a bridge for that fair-haired youth whose feet must pass this way. You know what I mean? 
And that's what it was. That's what it was. That's why y'all so amazing, man. That's why y'all them good old boys, man. Y'all y'all dudes incredible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I fuck with it. I love y'all, man. Love, bro. Love, 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 love. We hear Steph. We hear you say it too, Steph. We just, Steph gonna have to do it in American sign. So, I mean, we, <clears throat> me and Dave went out last time on like somewhat of a saying, you know. So, you know, if, if you want to close out, if you want to close out on the saying T, this is your time now. Um, maybe, maybe even your toast. <laughs> the toast would be live. I mean, I think um, I think going out, man, without just just to wrap it all up, I would love to know what the audience thinks about how do we move forward, right? How do we push the culture forward? How do we get rid of niggerdom or nigger shit? You know, how do we feel Dion, Coach Prime, is pushing the culture forward? And ultimately, how do we do better? You know what I mean? You, t you guys talk to us. Tell us what you think about it all. And then, you know, we'll pop our shit about it in the next pod. For sure. Okay. Okay.